Y'all give it up for these guys who bring the praise and worship. Great job, fellas. It's just a blessing. I got to get my iPad ready. One of my goals that my wife and I talked about that when I was speaking earlier about that weekend we spent in East Tennessee was I was going to try to go to the, to the iPad, and I'm going to. I'm going to, I promise. So, uh, Things are a little different today. Uh, you know, uh, the changes that we made, I, I think Miss Gale's pleased. I guess she thinks I can't come down off of here. Uh, but we're going to see what the Holy Ghost wants to do in that as well. I'm trying to find my surroundings and make sure I don't trip and fall, if that makes any sense at all. I'm a rhyming today, brother. Uh, Pastor Bobby would be proud of me. <laughs> hey, just a little housekeeping right quick. I meant to say earlier, again, uh, we have new carpet down, and we also have new padded pews and coverings, and ain't they comfortable, Amen. So if you will, let's try to keep things that might stain any of this out of here. I understand if you want to bring a water in, I get that. But if, you know, if we start spilling coffee on this stuff and, and Cokes, I just, I just ask you, please, I'm not trying to be that guy, but, you know, this is, this, is, this is God's home and you guys are invested in this. So if we can just kind of follow that, it would be great. If you got your Bibles, turn over to Acts chapter 4. Uh, today's sermon is part 3, I think. Is that right, Rob? Part three of the gift that keeps on giving. Praise God. While y'all are turning there, uh, again, we're going to pray today for all the people that's sick with COVID, not just with PG, but across. I know some churches are actually closed today because so many people are sick. And um, we, we live in faith and not fear, uh, but God also gave us common sense. Amen. So... At the same time, we know that God's bigger. He's the great physician. Remember, remember that. Someone needs to hear that that's watching today. Doctors practice medicine. But our Jesus is the great physician. Amen. 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 I like to hear amens. Acts chapter 4, we're going to read one verse, and then we're going to see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Let's read. This is the reading of God's words. It says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak the Word of God with boldness. Let's pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. And I thank you that, that, that my temple you have shaken, Father God. I, I thank you that through prayer you filled me with the Holy Ghost, Father God. And I also thank you that you gave me an anointing to speak the word of truth with boldness in the name of Jesus, Lord. So I ask you as this uh, gift that keeps on giving sermon series uh, goes out today, Lord, that I not go over one minute that you would have me to stop at or do not let me forget or leave out anything that you would have me to say today, Father God. I thank you for the praise and the worship that we had uh, ushered in uh, the reading of the word, Lord. And I ask you through this reading of the word that it does not stay uh, just in the minds of people, but it drops down into their hearts, that it may come out of their mouth with a boldness, Father God, that you're speaking of here in the book of Acts, Lord Jesus. And not just that, but our actions will take place through the reading of this word today, Father God. We love you and we thank you 
Father, for inviting us into the presence of the Most High God through the Holy Spirit. Lord, have your way. And we do it all in the strong name of Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. So I'm just going to do a little uh, background of where we've been on these other two uh, uh, weeks in this series. Uh, week one, you know, we started in Corinthians chapter 12, if you remember, uh, where Paul told the church at Corinth uh, that he would have you not be ignorant when it comes to concerning spiritual gifts. I talked to you about that word ignorant in today's terms uh, is kind of a derogatory remark. I wouldn't want to call someone that I knew ignorant or someone that I didn't know. I wouldn't want to be called ignorant. If you remember us talking about that a few weeks ago. But we also understand that the word ignorant uh, uh, used in, in that verse means just unlearned. Amen. See, we are ignorant because we are unlearned to what the spiritual gifts are in our life. And that's what Paul was telling them. He was not trying to make them feel less than, as that word sometimes offends, but he was just trying to show them that if you don't know, you just don't know. Amen? I didn't know until I knew. And thank God I'm still learning. Amen? Amen. There's some things uh, that I'm still ignorant about. Can I, can I be the only one in the room? Uh, uh, one of them is marriage. <laughs> but I'm getting better. Come on, men. Hey, you brother, you better go. You're the one that needs to be shaking your head. <laughs> in the next week, we learned uh, in the book of John, Jesus talks about how the Holy Spirit, now that we're not ignorant to what the Holy Spirit is, that it's not just uh, speaking in tongues and babbling and running around in chaos or, or picking up snakes and thorns. We, 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 we figured out that we're not ignorant about it now. So we went to the book of John uh, in that second week and we learned that Jesus tells us how the Holy Spirit it was sent to be our helper. Y'all remember that in John? That he's here to help us. It's the promise of the Father uh, uh, that Jesus told us over in First Acts. He said, "He said, but the promise of the Father will come soon. It's to be a helper and a comforter. Amen. Who in the church today could use a little help? Amen. Who in the church today could use a little comfort? Raise your hand. Right? I'm not talking about just help to go to Africa like, like Pastor Mike's going. I'm talking about help just to get you to Walmart back. Come on, somebody. That's where I'm at today. I need help to raise my children. I need help to be a good husband. I need help to be a pillar in my community, in my church, and in my schools. I need help. And the only helper that I know that's sufficient enough is the Holy Ghost of God. We're not talking about speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Now, I also told you guys, through the book of Acts, we see a doctrine. And when we talk about doctrines, it's got to be something, it can't be a cherry-picked verse. We can't build a doctrine off of a cherry-picked verse. But when we go through the book of Acts, we see that they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in tongues. We understand that that's the initial evidence. Amen? We get that. But Paul says it's also the least of the gifts. Do not be ignorant about spiritual gifts. Amen? I speak in tongues. Praise God for it. I know there's many people that speak in tongues, but that's just the surface. we got to go deeper in God to get the help and get the comfort that we may be a lot to someone else. Amen? The greatest is love. Amen? Have you loved anybody this week? I'm talking to someone today because that's not in the notes. It's easy to love those that love me back. 
But what about that one that's difficult to love? I know y'all may find this hard to believe, but there was a time in my life where I was difficult to love. <laughs> Amen? Because someone loved on me. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the only way they could love on me. Amen. So, recapping those weeks, today I want to get into what the Holy Spirit That's the ability to speak with a boldness. Amen. Like, have you ever heard someone talk to you and you just don't believe what they're saying, although it's making sense? Some of y'all said, yeah, I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> But when someone has an enthusiasm and a boldness that comes straight from the throne room of God, you can't help but be intrigued at least by it. Amen? And that's the seed. See, that's the seed. I'm coming down, Gail. Sorry. That's all we're supposed to do. God may not have called us to be the next person to go to Ghana or, or across the world for that matter and start the next great crusade. He may have at the same time, but let me tell you, he has called us to plant seeds and the only way I'm ever going to be able to plant seeds, church, the only way you're ever going to be able to plant seeds is if you have a boldness on the inside of you to be a fiery witness to someone. Hallelujah. You can take an apple. You can bust that apple open. And I can show Dan that apple, or I can show anyone in here, or I can show it on live stream, and you'll be able to count the seeds in that apple. There's usually four, five, six seeds in an apple, right? But only God can count the apples that's going to come out of that seed. What are you planting, church? What are we planting in the name of Jesus Christ? Without the boldness that comes through the fire of God and the Holy Spirit, we're not planting nothing but our hind ends on a pew somewhere. Let me preach this morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again. And when they had prayed, it says, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Can you imagine that? I believe that the, the foundations begin to tremble. Amen. And it says, uh, the place where they were at and together they were shaken and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spurt, spoke the words with boldness. There's an order right there. Number one, they prayed. Hallelujah. What's our prayer life look like? What does our prayer life look like? Some of us just 21, what's today's date? What's today's date? 23, 21. Some of us 23 days ago made this New Year's resolution that they was going to pray more this year. I know I'm stepping on your toes. I'm aiming for your heart. Some of us made this New Year's resolution. We're going to read the Bible this year more. We was going to pray more, spend more time. We was going to, don't say this word, fast. That's a dirty word anymore in church. But where's it at now? Where's your prayer life at now? I challenge you today, church, to reevaluate. Amen. First they prayed, it says. Before we can ever get to speaking the word of God to be a fiery witness for the kingdom, till we can ever get to that point, first we must pray, it says. And then it says, through that prayer, how we praying hard enough to shake the foundation of our core. Come on, somebody. Am I willing to pray enough to say, Lord, more of you and none of me? Or do we want to keep a little bit? We can sing about it. 
We can clap our hands to it, but can we actually walk that prayer out? Amen. And then the third thing it says, through that prayer that they were shaken to the core and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now we're ready to speak the word with boldness. Through the fire of God, we can speak the word with boldness through prayer and being filled with the Holy Ghost. This is the gift that keeps on giving and keeps on giving. You may be the next person to speak to the next Billy Graham. Amen. That may be your assignment. You may not be called to this or to that, to the pulpit. You may just be called to be a witness at Walmart in the name of Jesus. We got people that's dying and going to hell that we're handing mashed potatoes to every single night at our dinner table. And we will not be a witness to them because we're not filled with the fire of God. Hallelujah. I want you to look at the word filled there that we see in verse 31 of Acts 4. It says to be consumed with the fullness of God. There's where I want to live, right there. I don't know about you, but I want to live consumed with the fullness of God. Second definition is to have a spiritual authority. I'm here to tell you today, church, that without spiritual authority over your home, your marriage, your money, you will always see it dwindle away. The quality of what God had intended for you through your spiritual authority will never manifest because you have no authority. Amen. That's directed towards a lot of husbands today. At some point, we've allowed our spiritual authority to be passed on to somebody else. Amen? That's not what God intended on. Claim the spiritual authority in your house. Be filled with the fire of God. Another definition, the third and last definition that I like the most on the definitions of filled is to be conscious of, and watch this, and yielded to God's presence, strength, and care for others. In order for me to be filled with the Holy Ghost, it has nothing to do with me. Amen. Hallelujah. I hear so many people after a, a, a Pentecostal evangelistic move or a revival, they want to know, did you get it? I don't even know what you're talking about. Did you get it? Get what? You know, it. Like, what are you talking about, brother? I got filled with the fire of God that gave me a vision for the rest of my life. If that's the it you're talking about, he's actually a he, which is the third party of the Trinity. I got filled with some more Jesus. Hallelujah. You get it. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. I got it. Amen. You know, your salvation and your testimony, your testimony of your salvation, your story, we've all got them, right? That didn't have nothing to do with you. It was all about him. I talked about it over in the discipleship class earlier. What we go through has nothing to do with us. Why me, Lord? Why me? Ain't I been faithful? Faithfulness ain't got nothing to do with it. Your salvation and your testimony has nothing to do with you. It's about Jesus. The word filled means for care for others. Amen. Same way with being filled with the Holy Ghost and fire that you may speak the word with boldness, which is what we're talking about today. It has nothing to do with us. 
but it's all about Him and the care of others through us. Amen? Can I preach this morning? I'm trying. If we're ever going to get in a place uh, where our prayer life will actually shake hell and move heaven, listen to me, church. If we're ever going to get able, be able to lay hands on the sick and then be made whole, if we're ever going to be a fiery witness to advance the kingdom of God, we must first be filled with the fire of God and the fullness of it. Amen. Do you believe I believe it? I believe it. Not because someone told me. See, some of us believe we're saved because someone told you. Come on, somebody. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost because I got baptized with fire. How about that? Not because someone told me. Amen. I wasn't saved because someone said, repeat after me. I was saved because the Holy Ghost wooed me into his presence and said, now's the day of salvation. Not because everyone else was doing it at camp that year. I'm talking to some people today. Hallelujah. We got to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, Pastor Mike. If we're ever going to advance the kingdom, we got to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. If we're ever going to speak the word with boldness, if we're ever going to look across, we understand, Pastor Houston, listen to me. My child is struggling, and, and, and I want to tell him about Jesus, but I never have the opportunity. Get filled with the fire of God and claim your territory through the spiritual, spiritual authority that God gives you in that. Let me preach today. I'm burning up up here. I don't know if it's the heat's up or I'm just closer to the ceiling or I just got the fire right now. I don't know. I know I'm hot. If we're going to advance this gospel, we must be filled. There's no other way. Dunamis power, explosive. Amen? It's exciting. Things shift. Things shift in the spirit world. Things shift in the supernatural. Things begin to shift when God shows up. Now, we've preached here uh, for over a year, almost a year and a half, or however how long it is, a year and a few months. And we've had some awesome services here, but it was those 20 minutes during the altar call when the Holy Ghost came up and started shifting things. Right? Is what we came for. That's what we live for. To be in the presence of the Most High God through the Spirit of God. I talked to you about how God used the prophets and the kings in the Old Testament. And then that time was over. Then God used Jesus and the disciples in the New Testament. And that time's over. And now he uses the Holy Ghost to advance the gospel. Because that's what we have today. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. You know, we can have good intentions, Miss Rachel. We can have good intentions. But without the power of God, it's bound to fail. It's not going to go to where God has ordained it. Amen. Like if you think you can accomplish God's agenda for your life in your own strength, you're badly mistaken. Amen. He gave you the helper to do that. Come on, we talked about that a minute ago, didn't we? You can go so far. God birthed something. As a matter of fact, not only did he birth it in you, he stitched it in you in your mother's womb and then told you to pray about it. He'd give you the desire of it. Then you pray about it, get the desire of it, and you launch it. But because you think you're doing it in your own strength or someone's patting you on your back and telling you how good you're doing in this area, you think you can carry it out to the end on your own, and it planes out and comes down because you didn't have the Holy Ghost to help. 
I'm talking about marriage. I'm talking about children, ministry, business, whatever it may be. You better get filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo! Can you imagine raising kids without the fire of God? I'd have to take Valiums the size of Frisbees. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all the same. Some of y'all are taking them. Just get filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Do they make Valiums the size of Frisbees? You press a few together. We only go so far in our own strength, church. Amen. God never intended Jeremiah. Man, why, why, why would God send a comforter and a helper if he intended us on doing life by ourselves? Y'all chew on that a minute. Why? You know why we think we can do it by ourselves? Because we think we're little gods. Come on, somebody. No. I'm made in the image of God. Don't make you God. Woo. Control freaks. We don't want to humble ourselves on an old-fashioned altar. We don't want to reach out to someone that may be able to mentor us. We don't want someone to tell us the truth about our life. It becomes offensive. The gospel of Jesus Christ can be offensive. And I pray to God, like I said, I'm not, I'm not here to offend nobody. That's not my job. What is my job is to tell you what God has given me. And I'm aiming for your heart with everything I'm saying because I preach my own conviction. Amen? We have too many people today that are trying to accomplish things for the kingdom of God, that they're climbing mountains that God never ordained for their life, man. We got teachers that want to be preachers. Anybody wants the mic, they can have it. We got missionaries that's really be called, that's just called to be accountants. We wonder why the church's money's funny. Because the accountant's out on the mission field. We wonder why we're not getting souls, winning souls in the mission field. Because the accountant is out there and he's supposed to be here. Come on. Everyone wants the mic. No one wants the spirit that you got to have to go with it. It's not peaches and cotton candy as I said earlier this morning. You remember I showed you all the call to anguish by David Wilkerson? The Spirit of God keeps me on my face. Then He shares your burdens, all of y'all's burdens, and He lays them on my heart. You want the mic? Find out where God's called you to. The only way you're ever going to do it is through prayer that shakes you on the inside, that you can be filled with the fire of God, that you may speak that word with boldness wherever it is. I don't care if it's in a Sunday school room or if it's in a teacher's room at school. I don't care if it's on the assembly line or behind this pulpit. God has ordained something for you. Stop climbing mountains that he never ordained. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I see so many people put the hashtag in Jesus' name. Listen to me. So many people, as long as you put hashtag in Jesus' name, then it's the will of God. Wrong. 
There's people doing things outside of the will of God. They're doing it in Jesus' name all the time, and it's never going to flourish. It's never going to produce fruit. It's never going to do what God intended for it to do. Because they don't know where they're supposed to be. Their identity is lost. They have not the Spirit of God in them. You remember the word that says, uh, uh, on that day they'll look at him and say, but didn't I do this, Lord? And he's going to say, I never knew you. They done that in Jesus' name too, didn't they? Come on, somebody. Everything they was doing had good intentions, and it was in Jesus' name. And he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Make sure you know where you're supposed to be in the kingdom. Amen. It only comes through the fire of God, I'm telling you right now. Woo! They have a form of godliness is what the word tells us, right? But no power within. Let's look at the word boldness now, that second word in that one scripture. The boldness is the willingness to take risks and acts with confidence and courage. I have looked like a fool for the case of Christ. I don't know about y'all. I was preaching and I talked a little bit about this, but this was a different time down in, down in Mardi Gras one time. If you ever want the mic, go to Mardi Gras first, okay? If you can get through Fat Tuesday preaching on Bourbon Street, I promise you PG is going to be easy for you. I was preaching, and I had a word, and my back was against this wall there on Bourbon Street and Canal, and as I started preaching, people started throwing drinks at me, I thought that was bad, well, I can, I can handle that, then they came up, and they started spitting on me, amen, you ask, why do I say that, here's why I say that. Know where you're supposed to be, church. Know what God's called you to do. I got filled with the Holy Ghost that night. And that's why I decided, that's when I knew that the Lord had called me to preach. I got filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, and I was going to speak the word with boldness. That didn't make it easy for me. And that sermon I preached that night was a solid three and a half minutes. But I knew God had called me, and I was going to speak the word with boldness. Amen. Amen. You got children out there today that are suffering. We got marriages that are breaking up. We're sharing the same bed, the same refrigerator with people. And the one across from you has lost his last year's Easter eggs. It's by the Spirit of God that we'll look at the one beside us and say, I love you enough to tell you the truth. That's bold. When you can look at someone that's an authority figure in your life and say, brother, I need to speak something into your life. That's not for me. That's straight from God right there when you can do that. Man, God can move and then things begin to shake and shift in your life. And when God can trust you with a little, he'll give you much. Amen. I want much. I want much in the name of Jesus. I want much. Hallelujah. That word boldness, the willingness to take risk and act with confidence and courage. Amen. When we can look death in its face and say, live in the name of Jesus. Get up and live in the name of Jesus. And we're going to pray in a little while over this COVID thing. And you know what I'm going to believe? I'm going to believe it's going to reside in the name of Jesus. Because uh, I have a confidence and a courage that comes through me through the fire of the Holy Ghost that I can speak to what is not as if it is, brother. Amen. I want to encourage you guys to tap into it. I know sometimes I walk around here like a lunatic, and y'all are thinking, wow, this guy's crazy. I'm telling you, I'm crazy for Christ, and I will take risks. 
I will take risks to advance the kingdom of God. That's a big step. These are tight pants. <laughs> really tight. Jeff, we got to get us a stand up here, man. Are y'all with me this morning? I'm going to finish up with this if you guys want to come up, Jeff. I'm passionate about the Holy Ghost. I know this is our third week in this series. I could preach about the Holy Ghost from now on. It's the Holy Ghost that changes things, okay? And I'm not talking about running around, you know, blabbing some unknown language that not even God knows. I'm talking about the fire and the power that comes with being filled. The Holy Ghost of God. As these guys start, um, do y'all remember the story of the lame beggar? Do y'all remember that story? Where John and Peter was going to their morning devotion at the temple, however you want to look at it. And there was the lame beggar there at the gate called Beautiful. You remember that? If you read over in verse 8 of Acts 4, you see what happened after that. You see, the religious people didn't like the idea of a man being healed that way at that time. Let's read Acts 4, verse 8. We'll go through 8 through 14. So Peter and John, let's give you the background on that. They had told the man that silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. It says the man leaped. It says the man leaped to his feet. Then we know that the religious people didn't really care for what had happened. So we're going to pick it up right after that. Verse 8 says, then Peter, watch this, filled with the Holy Spirit. He looked at the resistance. Is there any resistance against the church today? Is there any resistance against our homes and our families and what that's supposed to look like? It says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? Let it be known to you. Listen, when Peter's telling this to these rulers and these Sadducees, these Pharisees, he wasn't whispering at this point. It says he was full of the Holy Spirit. And he was speaking it with boldness. He said, you listen to me, resistance. Let me speak to resistance right now. Oh, glory to God. Let me speak to addiction right now in the name of Jesus. Let me speak to sickness right now in the name of Jesus. Let me speak to divorce right now in the name of Jesus. And you listen, and you listen good. That's what Peter's saying. He said, let it be known to all of the people of Israel by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, it was by him that this man stands here today, made whole. Amen. He talks about the stone which was rejected by the builders, which became the chief 
cornerstone. What you meant for bad, God made good. Amen. He said, nor is there salvation in any other name. Come on, somebody. It says, nor is there salvation in any other name, for there is no name under heaven given above by men which one must be saved. Now, here's what I want to get to. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John they perceived that they were uneducated men, they were ex-drug addicts come on somebody, they were people who had struggled in their life but they perceived that they had been with Jesus glory to God they said they were uneducated and untrained men but the word says they marveled at them Let me be bold enough that the unpeople, the resistance, the unsaved will just marvel at the words coming out of the mouth. Let me be that guy. Not for my glory, Lord Jesus, that you have glory. Amen. And they realized he had been with Jesus and seeing the men, the man who had been healed standing beside them, they could say nothing. Those loved ones that are lost, that co-worker that don't know Jesus, you haven't had just enough of unction to do it. Get filled with the Spirit of God. And when you tell them with boldness, they'll be able to say nothing. Usually they just bow. And they say, Lord, save me too. I need you, Jesus. Do we have to tell people we're Christians? Do we have to open our mouth? Or is there smoke coming off of you? Hallelujah. I pray to God that I never have to open my mouth, but when I do, let it be bold in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah, you want to get this out of here? I want to invite anyone up here today. You can take this too, buddy, to my seat. That if this word is spoken to you, if you just need some boldness, man, I'm not saying you're not saved. That's between you and God. What I am saying is, if you need some more boldness and you would like some of us to lay hands on you, me and my wife will be here. If you want to be filled with the fire of God, it's not a, it's not a spectacle to look at. Who cares what you look at? Who cares what you look like? If you got people that's dying and going to hell around you, you need to get filled with the fire of God that you may be able to speak with boldness. If you need another shot, if you've been filled with the fire, but you want to be refilled, maybe it's kindled down. I want to lay hands on you through the reading of the Word and see you filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I know the Lord's been speaking to some of y'all. I've seen it in your eyes, man. You remember when I said, I'm on my face and the Lord gives me your burdens? I can read your mail sometimes. And I know there's some hurting people in here, but it's not okay to stay hurting. It's okay to be hurt, but we want you to be healthy. We want you to be healed in the name of Jesus. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. I want to see your family restored. You hear me? It only comes through the Holy Ghost. I can't do it. No one can do it. Pastor Mike's been trying to do it for years, a lot, lot longer than me. It's through the Holy Ghost. That's it. They're going to they're gonna play. And I ask you to come to the altar. If you come to this altar, I'm not going to mug you and know as anyone else. You can talk, come talk with God. If you want to be filled with the fire of God, you come let me know and we'll lay hands on you. In Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name, amen. Many times I've questioned certain circumstances of things I could not understand. And many times in trials, my weakness blurs my vision. And my frustration gets so out of hand Well, it's then I am reminded I've never been forsaken I've never had to stand one test alone And as I look at all the victories The Spirit rises up in me and it's through the fire of my weakness it's made strong. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting. Remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says, Give me Our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again. Cause I know within myself that I surely perish if I trust the hand of God he'll shield the flame again again oh, oh. he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb oh no no he never offered our victories without fighting he said help would always come in time just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in we'll just hold on our Lord will show up and he will take you Y'all are welcome to stay on the altar. They're, they're going to they're gonna play another one. Just let up here and just, just pour your heart out to God in the name of Jesus. If you need to get on the altar, you can. If you guys need to get any prayer, let me know. Hallelujah.
We're just going to keep playing music, the Spirit of God. You know, I told you earlier, 
that, that the music and the, and the Sunday school and the preaching, it's all great. And Danny, this is what you came for right here. If you have a need, I want to encourage you to come now. The Spirit of God is moving. Come on, church. There's already plenty of them up here. So you won't be the first. This is what you came for. Hallelujah. This is what we come for, to step into the presence of God. To step into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Jason, come up here. Hallelujah. Father God, right now. Right now. Keep playing, just keep playing, keep playing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Miss Jada and Pastor Mike to come up. Hallelujah. Just keep playing. Just keep playing. Just keep playing. Please keep playing. Hallelujah. Y'all can come right over here. Just come right over here. Atlanta. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, I want you to come up front. If you want to lay hands on these people and just send them out in the name of Jesus. And ain't there a sweet spirit? We're going to do that first. Just giving people time to come up. Just keep playing, Pat. Keep playing. It's good. Hallelujah. Pastor Mike came up here. He said he needs healing. And he knows the healer. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Lana, where you at, Lana? Russ? Just a second. I'm going to lay hands on his heel first. Hallelujah. Right heel? Right heel. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Jesus Christ, we put this anointing oil upon Pastor Mike's heel, Lord. I thank you that he is healed, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord. He has... So I ask that you equip him 
Jesus right now, just with a fresh healing on his feet, Father God, uh, as he goes, as he treads uh, on the ground that you would have him to go on, Father God, let it be pain-free in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak it right now, and I thank you. that right now in the name of Jesus. We are the healed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. It's His. Let's just stay in this attitude of worship right now. We're going to anoint them both with oil right now. And this bottle of oil and, and 50 cents will get you a cup of coffee, but what it represents is the Holy Spirit of God. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh, hallelujah, Father, I thank you that you've called them and you've equipped them, Father God. I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, that not only are you equipped them, but it's above and beyond what they're going to need, Father God. There's a harvest across the pond, and you sent our workers to go get that harvest. And I thank you that they raised their hands, and they said they would go in the name of Jesus and you sent them and for the harvest to bring you glory for the kingdom of God. I thank you for safe travels in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for relationships and connections, Father God, that will be sown into the kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, for the finances, uh, Lord God, as you, you promised us that we will, you will always give us that which we need. And I thank you for the hearts of the pastors here in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, as they're not going there for prestige, uh, they're not going there uh, for, for their own countenance, but they're going to build the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for them. Now bless them, Father God, and bless their ministry and bless the harvest, Lord, because it's all about you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. Yes, we want to bind the strong man. We just got a word. We want to bind any resistance in the name of Jesus. We want to bind any legalism. Uh, we want to bind any uh, religion, any governments, Father God, that comes against them in the name of Jesus. We bind them right now, Father God, that doors will be open that no man can close. And other doors will be closed that no man can open, Father God. But only you, Father God, they'll perceive and they will marvel and they will know that the Campbells have been with Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ, and they will not be able to say nothing against them in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, and I praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. We're just going to keep praying. What's that?
Hallelujah. Anybody else got anything before we close this thing out? Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we had some church today. You know, it's, it's funny that I said before we started that it's those 15 or 20 minutes in the presence of God is what we're here for. I think I just probably get out of the way. Uh, these guys usher it in, and then, I mean, just let the, let the Holy Spirit take it. Amen. Is all hearts and minds clear in here today? Do you love the Lord? If you do, give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 I don't want it to stop. I know it's over, though. I know when the Lord speaks, so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One accord. Emma, would you pray us out? Would you be okay with that? Is that too much? Okay. You want to pray us out? Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you for this day. This is the day you have made. Lord, we thank you for the boldness. We thank you for the spirit and the truth that our pastor speaks to us every day. We thank you for this congregation. God, we are the saints. This is the church. We're in bounding overwatch for each other. We pray for each family every day, each person of the saints. We just ask, Lord, just let some shadow come across us that needs us today, that we can spread the seed from you. When they see us, all they see is you. They don't see us. They see the power and the light coming from you, coming up. They see the cross. They see you hanging there. They see the stripes that you took for us. That's what they say. In your precious name we say, forever and ever, amen. Surely alive.